Howdy friends and welcome back to the Old Hat Podcast. I'm Old Hat. This is episode, I don't know, we'll call it 23. That may be right. I have been podcasting so fast this week that I don't even know what's going on and things keep changing faster than I can keep up with. I don't know about you, but seems like every day I get up and there's 19 new things going on. I had to run out to the grocery store today. I had to go to the bank and I had to go to the grocery store and I got home and my bride said, you're not going to believe all that went on while you were gone. So maybe your days are like that too. You'd think having been uh, on self-quarantine sort of here at the house that uh, we'd been bored out of our minds, but we're just as busy as we know how to be from the time we get up until the time we fall down. Maybe you're the same. But I thought you might could use some practical help. I need reminders about these things from time to time. Wash your hands, of course. That's still good advice. You know what? That was always good advice. No matter what the truth is behind this situation, having clean hands isn't bad. Stay home, right? I mean, that's what they're saying is you ought to stay home unless you have to go out. I had to go to the bank so we could pay bills. And I had to uh, go to the grocery store so we could eat. And you have to do some of those things, but uh, that's kind of what we're doing. So now what, right? And you're probably asking the same question. Now what? Even if you're working at home, got your kids at home, you still got to get through the days. So I thought I'd give you some of the things that we do around here that might be useful for you. We have uh, a thing that we call the the flu protocols, now what? And we, we, my bride and I both had the flu really bad a couple years ago. And we decided we were going to be, uh, we were going to overreact early <laughs> anymore. We don't ever want the flu again if we can help it. And that's whether it's this new flu or whether it's some old flu that everybody's known about for years. We don't want it. And so every year at about flu time, and you can always watch and tell when people are starting to get the flu. You can, if you're on social media, they start mentioning it there, asking if anybody has it or whatever. Once that starts, we break out the bleach wipes. And one of my jobs around here is to go around with bleach wipes and and hit every door handle and every light switch and all the cabinets and the buttons that you push on your coffee makers and the switch that turns on the little vanity light in the bathroom. And then all of the, of course, the, the, the toilet handles and the shower handles and the, all of that stuff. Just hit it all. And we do that about once a week. Unless somebody actually gets sick, and then we do it every day because uh, we want to limit it as much as we can. And I will say that if anybody gets sick, and even if it's just the sniffles caused by allergies, which a lot of us have right now, we get a new toothbrush. Because it doesn't make sense to brush your teeth every day with the same toothbrush you were using when you had the flu or whatever virus it was. You can throw the old one out. I keep my old one. Uh, I have two toothbrushes. Uh, at my sink and one of them's in that cute little holder stand thing that brides like to buy so their husbands look somewhat civilized and the other one laves over in the corner and I use the the one standing up in the pretty thing for brushing my teeth and the one laying down in the corner I use with lava soap on it to try and get garden dirt out of my fingernails (laughs) so you can reuse them for other things obviously. Another thing we do is if you've been outside, particularly in the garden, wipe your face when you come in. You bring a lot of, uh, well, you use a white cloth to wipe your face and you'll see what you brought a lot of in. I look like I've been wallowing in the garden sometimes. It's just pollen and kicking up dust and things like that. But it gets all that stuff off your face so you don't touch your face, right? That's important, they say. 
You can have outdoor shoes and indoor shoes. Y'all, I'm awful at that, especially now that I've hurt my knees so bad. Taking off my shoes, and I'm so proud I can put them on and take them off myself. It was the best day ever when I could put my own socks on. You love somebody if you put their socks on for them. Let me just tell you right now. <laughs> but it's really hard for me to sit down on the stoop and take my shoes off, so I'm breaking that rule right now. Anybody get sick, though, will be following that rule. Drink, stay hydrated. Drink, you know, water, Gatorade, tea. I'm a big fan of coffee. Y'all may have heard me say that a time or two. You can also stay hydrated by using a humidifier, just keeping the air humid. And you can, if you don't have a humidifier, you can turn the shower on and let it steam and just sit in there and breathe the steam in. That's a good way to hydrate. I did that a lot in uh, hotels when I was traveling years ago. I just, you know, hotel rooms are just dry. And so I'd go in and turn on the shower hot and then just let it run while I did whatever I was doing, watching TV or working or whatever it was. That helps humidify and that helps you stay hydrated. Dust and vacuum. Of course, those are your favorite things, right? But all that stuff that's in the air blows into your house, so you might as well dust it and vacuum it up and throw it out. Change your sheets and your pillowcases often, especially if you get sick. You want to change your pillowcases right away so that you don't make it worse or carry on with it. Now, we're pretty... uh, good at cleaning our kitchen not letting plates pile up in the sink and i'm going to give you permission now to run your dishwasher every day if you want to i don't care if it's full or not maybe you're like me and you feel like it ought to be perfectly full before you run it but if you've got dishwasher soap just go ahead and run that sucker that's what i say it'll sanitize your dishes really well but when we get sick we stop we stop using plates and cups and things like that and we use paper plates and plastic forks and plastic spoons and paper bowls so if you've got all that stuff that's a great way to deal with the flu because you just throw it in the trash when you're through eating those are some of the practical things that we use to avoid it now we've for as well since we got sick that year uh, we've been eating in the car well we don't own a car we've been eating in the truck whenever we go out to uh, fast food with even restaurants uh, we'll we'll get it to go and we take uh, little lap trays and kitchen towels and real forks and knives and we order whatever we want you know those fancy japanese steakhouses they'll give you stuff to go to and you can go drive to the park and sit there and and eat your dinner we've been doing that for years during flu season because we just don't want to be susceptible to anybody that might have it so that's how we kind of hide out once you've been sick you don't ever want to be sick again right there's probably more to that and when my wife listens to this she'll go why didn't you tell him Mm." and then i'll come back and tell you that all right so stay tuned there'll probably be more practical advice on the flu protocol and i need to get her on here to talk about cooking and what to eat and and uh, some maybe get her uh, we make uh, a chicken we like i do anything she she makes this great chicken soup we call wellness soup and we've got some beans we call wellness beans and it's just all the stuff she, she puts in it tastes a whole lot better than antibiotics do I'm a big fan. The other thing you have to do is stay uh, stay occupied, right? You got to find something to do besides sit there and stare at the TV and listen to the economy crash. That's not helpful. And so we play a lot of games around here. Uh, we play a game called Tripoli, and you can find you can buy it if you don't have it. And I've very seldom meet anybody that ever heard of it. T R I P O L Y, and it's uh, it's three games in one. You play a, a hand of hearts and a hand of poker and a hand of rummy. And it, it is fun, and it's cards and poker chips, and really, 
if you have a deck of cards, uh, you can you can play triply. You can make up the rest of it, right? But if you have it or order it, that's great. And you may have played Uno, and we we loved Uno. And then we found this thing called Uno Attack, which has a kind of a mm, it holds all the cards in this little machine. And if you don't have a card you can play, you have to push the button. And the button might go ding and give you nothing. And the the button might go ding and give you 15 cards. <laughs> so it's a lot of fun. And I'm going to give you permission to do what we do here. You know, the rules say you're supposed to play Uno until somebody has 500 points. My grandchildren do not understand that. So we play one hand. And whoever won, won. And everybody else didn't. And you can play again if you want to or not. You don't have to play to 500 or 300 or whatever it is. And people that don't really want to play to 500 will happily sit down and play a hand of Uno. And the kids love it that way. The kids also love playing bingo. And uh, bingo's easy, right? And, uh, of course, it helps kids learn their letters and their numbers. But make sure that the kids know their letters and their numbers if you're going to let them be the bingo caller. <laughs> Uh, whoever's going to be the bingo caller gets to sit in grandpa's lap around here because it's always a grandbaby. So there you go. That's fun. We play a lot of Candyland with the younger set, uh, and that's just colors, right? And and going forwards and backwards, and it's got ice cream in it and candy and tar pits and all things like that. So it's a lot of fun for the kids. If you're really brave, you can play Monopoly, but you know, Monopoly can go bad, folks. I have a really bad reputation around here playing Monopoly because I don't know that I actually make people cry, but they sure think I'm mean when we're playing Monopoly. I don't know what that's about. Shoots and Ladders, that's another kid's game that we play with the little ones, and anybody can play it. It's not hard, but it's a lot of fun. You can have a lot of... Uh, um, you, you teach each other about taking life's disappointments easier. <laughs> Roll along. You can look up card games to play online, you know, whether it's Solitaire or, or Crazy Eights or War or any of those games. And I know what Cody's thinking about right now, and I'm not saying it. This is a family show, so I'm not saying the name of his favorite card game. You can ask me later or ask him. Um, you can use, uh, and see if you don't have any, uh, well, you know, if you hoarded toilet paper and you didn't uh, buy playing cards, well, then you can turn toilet paper into playing cards, I guess. I hope you didn't do that. Uh, you can also use toothpicks or matches instead of uh, poker chips. That's what we used growing up because we weren't allowed to have poker chips because we didn't play poker. Um, buttons work. Coins work. You know, you can use pretzel sticks. Anything works. Just, just, You just have to give yourself permission to use those things. If you use pretzel sticks, then you can eat them when you win, right? Uh, puzzles. You've probably got puzzles. Everybody's got a jigsaw puzzle laying around somewhere. Just take that sucker out and put it on a table somewhere and just leave it out. People will walk by and sit down. And what well, you, you know what really happens is you walk up and you go, I think that one goes there. Oh, hey, it does. Uh, let's see. I'm giving it. And before you know it, you've sat down. You've been there 30 minutes. Not a bad thing at a time like this. Put the puzzle out. Enjoy it. Do take a picture of it when you've uh, finished it and share it with everybody because that's kind of fun to see that somebody had that much patience for me. I'm not really good at the patience part of puzzling. And, you know, I'm told that you're supposed to chat while you puzzle. I'm not very good at that either. I either puzzle or chat. I can't seem to uh, do both. I can walk and chew gum 
on a reasonably flat surface, but if you want to talk, we need to talk. If you want me to puzzle, I can't really talk right now. So that's a little deficiency on my part. Maybe some of y'all share that with me. Let's see, what else? Oh, this is kind of earthy since I brought up toilet paper. It is a family show. I will keep it, uh, well, clean may not be the right. Well, let's do talk about clean. You know, if you're one of those people that can't find any toilet paper, and if you're one of those people that, that you know, that bought all the toilet paper, you should share. Um, if you, <laughs> But, you know, folks, toilet paper really is a relatively new invention, all right? And, uh, and a lot of people don't know that. You think it's always been this way, and it really hasn't. But um, I will give you an example. You know, uh, I remember when uh, disposable diapers came out. I still remember the first box I ever saw of disposable diapers. I could not figure out how that worked, but it was like magic, and I loved it. Because I have changed a lot of cloth diapers. And cloth diapers, you know, whatever the baby's doing it, there it is. And you know what you do? You dump it out in the toilet, and then you drop it in a, we had a kind of a plastic bucket with a trash bag in it and you drop it in there and you put the lid on it hey presto no problem when it's full or you're about to run out of diapers you rinse out the uh, the cloth diapers in the toilet and then you put them in the wash and you can look up how best to sterilize those they're white for a reason you can use bleach i think you may not want bleach on your baby's bottom though so don't take my advice on that obviously i'm not in charge of the uh, laundry around here when my bride listens to this she'll go oh you're such a man and she'll tell me the answer and then i'll tell you the answer later all right so stay tuned and i know you're thinking but hat i don't have any disposable diapers you moron i get that i bet if you're like me you've got some cotton t-shirts in the back of your closet you don't ever wear well there you go cut it into little squares and you're good to go and you don't even have to wash them if you don't want to if you've got enough t-shirts Flannel shirts work well. I do recommend cotton just because that's an all-natural thing, and I think that's a good idea. And I wouldn't use, uh, if I was doing that and I was washing them and drying them, I don't think that I would use um, those little things, the little sheets that you put in the dryer. I don't think I'd use those. That's just me. Again, my bride's going to listen to this and go, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you said that. And I'll come tell you the real thing after that. <laughs> but but the diaper pail thing works. And y'all, rinsing them out, I realize that sounds gross to us, but we, you know, that's all we knew for the longest time with, with cloth diapers. And rinsing them out in the toilet wasn't near as upsetting as poking a happy baby with a diaper pen. You know, you, how babies get when they're wiggly and happy and they don't want you. And you're trying really hard not to poke yourself and you poke them and they go from happy, wiggly baby to screaming, crying, bleeding baby which is a horrible feeling for both of you. So don't do that. Not it, I'm not recommending diaper pins if you can help it. And I will be honest and tell you the worst part about disposable, I mean not disposable, but cloth diapers was uh, the plastic pants. Gosh, I hated those things. <laughs> but that's another problem for another day. Maybe you're not having that. I hope you can still find diapers. And if you can't find diapers, Put something out on social media to your family and friends and tell them, look, if you go to the store, I need diapers because people love you and they want to help you with things like that. I promise they do. Asking for help is a practical thing you can do in times like this. Another thing you can do that's pretty practical is to limit your news intake. I know it is, uh, it draws you in, right? You put on the TV and you're watching the national news and the 
it didn't used to be 24 hours a day news channels. There was just three channels and they went off at night. And I know that's hard to believe, but it's true. When we first got married, where we lived had one and a half channels. On one, <laughs> on one you could see a, a really clear picture, but not always hear it. And on the other, you could hear it real well, but never see it. And so we'd flip back and forth when the news was on. If it was something they said we need, felt like we needed to see, we'd go watch the other channel because that was your best shot at finding out what was going on in the world. But there's a limit to how much help that's going to be to you. You know, I, I say this a lot. Whatever they're talking about in Washington has an impact on us, but we can't really have much of an impact on it. And so, you know, you need to be aware of it, but that shouldn't take more than about 15 minutes at a time. I limit how much I'm listening how much I'm looking at on the TV. Uh, and I, the same with online. You know, there's only so many times you need to hit refresh. And quite frankly, and I, I'm, I am very politically minded and I vote and I speak my mind in public pretty often, but I will tell you that I don't think that, uh, uh, that too much news is a good thing. I think there's a limit to how much you can actually do with that. And so I would say limit your intake. Now, you need to pay more attention to the local news if you get any. Our, uh, our newspaper, and God bless them if they're listening, but our newspaper's uh, not very helpful these days. They're, they're online. I mean, the, the, we quit having it delivered a long time ago because it just wasn't worth reading. There wasn't anything local in it. They were just reprinting what came off of the television or whatever, and we don't need that. We can watch TV. We have a television. Thank you very much. Now we got a lot of channels. Um, but uh, you need to be aware of the local news. I listen to what my governor says when he talks. I don't necessarily listen to what anybody else says unless it's somebody here local or if it's the, the governor. Because I'll tell you, there's a lot more being done at the state level and the county level and the city level than there is at the federal level. You may have heard some of the complaining going on about different states wanting the government to do more. But you know, we have a federal system and the states are really kind of in charge of the states. And so... I hope we all have governors that uh, that know how to make decisions. And this is why I've said for years, you ought to have to be a governor before you get to be a president because then you're used to situations like this. But or similar. Nobody's used to a situation like this. I've never seen anything like it. But don't, uh, don't be too drawn into the news, all right? You need to know what's going on, but then go do something else. Things that you see on the social media, and I love social media, Y'all that know me know I really enjoy my, my social media. But uh, you need to be careful of what people share there. Some of it's just not true. And some of it's not helpful. It may be true, but it doesn't really affect whether or not you need to mow the yard or whether or not your kids need to eat dinner now or whether you need to do homework or whether <laughs> you need to work in the garden. That stuff isn't going to affect it. It just riles people up. So, you know, you can read it, but uh, I, I'm doubtful and I verify and that, you know, sometimes that is good information that we need to know and think about. But verify it for yourself is my advice. You'll feel better if you look it up and go, oh, it's not true. Or look it up and go, hmm, that is true. You probably still can't do much about it, but at least you'll know. Uh, look for good news. Man, I love people on uh, Facebook and Instagram who share good news. This good thing happened to me today. I love that. I appreciate y'all doing that. I need to see good news sometimes. Don't be drawn into pointless arguments. There's no reason to argue with somebody you've never met that doesn't live in your neighborhood. You know, you can argue with your neighbor if you need to, but you probably don't. 
but you certainly don't need to argue with somebody that's in another time zone that's way past their bedtime or you're past your bedtime and they still got two hours till dark. That nothing gets going to come out of those arguments. Let people have their opinion and don't worry about them. Because a lot of people just want drama for the sake of the drama. You know people like that, right? You just need to look at those people and think, this is not my circus. I'm not going to be a monkey here. I'm not the clown. I'm not going to be involved in this. And the other thing I would tell you about the internet right now is all the trolls are stuck at home, too, and they're bored. So you need to change your passwords because they're busy hacking. All the hackers are stuck at home, too. We got a lot more spam calls lately on our cell phones. You just need to tighten up your security on the internet stuff. It's a good time to change your password. And there's a lot of different ways you can do that. So you don't need my help about that, I guess. But the trolls are out there spreading nonsense because they don't have anything to do. And they're hoping you're going to eat it up and read it. So just ignore them. And maybe they'll starve to death for lack of attention. I'm for that. Some other thoughts that help. Scripture helps me. Me and a lot of folks have been reading Psalm 91 every day. That's a good one. Um, just but anywhere you want to read, I think it's all uh, good stuff. Anywhere you want to pick up the begats, I'm not really sure how to make a lot of use of, but uh, the names make me laugh. So maybe, <laughs> maybe you could read about Peleg begetting Nahor and think that was funny too, because I do. Uh, we have a lot of th expressions that we use that kind of shorthand around here, but maybe you can use them too. We often say to one another, "Let's don't borrow trouble." Could it get worse? Yes, but let's don't borrow trouble. You know, could the, is it possible we're going to run out of this or that and they're not going to have you at the store? Probably, but let's don't borrow trouble. Today we're okay. Today we've got some. Let's don't, let's plan, let's be aware, but let's don't start worrying about something that could happen next month because we don't know what's going to happen between now and then. We also say don't overlook the obvious, you know, <laughs> and you can, you can apply that in a lot of ways. You know, today it was what's for dinner. Well, we've got an awful lot of, uh, smoked pork in the refrigerator. I think that's what we ought to eat today. And that's what's in the oven right now. Don't overlook the obvious. Uh, planting vegetables in the flower bed was kind of obvious too. Don't overlook the obvious. We don't believe in coincidences. Speaking of our garden, we had, we'd been having trouble finding transplants to put directly into the garden. And I didn't know why. I didn't know if it was like toilet paper, <laughs> eggs or whatever, but, um, uh, I got a chance to ask the folks down at the feed store, and they said, no, the company that uh, provides them lost about 27 greenhouses in a straight-line wind not too long ago, and so they're really running short, and so everybody else is. And we remembered that a couple of years ago, we had bought some at a tractor supply place, and so I called over there and asked them, did they have any this year? And they said, the truck just left. The shelves are full. Y'all, I don't believe in coincidences. I think I'm supposed to go to Tractor Supply. So we did get over there, and I think we've got everything we need, but you never know. We might need more. Uh, but we don't believe in coincidences. And then another thing that we learned to say in a really, really hard time when uh, death was near, it seemed, around here, um, back in 08 and 09, when the doctors were like, well, you might die. It was one of those times, right? You've heard those. We learn to ask this question of each other. When you start thinking, what if I have this? Or what if this is, you know, the end of America as we know it? Just ask that question backwards. What if it's not? <laughs> what if it's not the corona thing? Well, what if it's not forever? What if, uh, 
What if it's not that bad? You know what? Just ask that question. What if it's not? Because you'll get fear. We all do. And you go, oh, no. What if what if this is, you know, what if we have to use cut up T-shirts forever? That's terrible. Yeah, But what if that's not what's happening? You know, and that just helps you calm down. What if it's not because you don't have any proof that it is? Right. So it might not be still kind of a way of looking on the bright side. Another thing you can do is stay busy, stay productive with things that'll be helpful. Stay, you know, stay busy doing things that'll be useful no matter which way it goes. Right. Planning ahead is useful no matter what happens. You've got a good plan. Gardening is a good thing to do because, you know, 90 days from now, if there's no food in the grocery store, we're going to be eating zucchini until we turn green. You know, we're going to eat yellow crookneck squash, (laughs) you know, because we'll have that we'll have that food in our garden. You know what? If everything is completely back to normal, we're going to still have zucchini and crookneck squash. We're going to be trying to give it away to friendly people that don't mind throwing it away for us because we just can't stand to do that. (laughs) So either way, whatever happens, that's a good thing to do. You know what? Reading good books, no matter which way this goes, it's a good thing to do. Playing games with your kids. No matter which way this goes, that's a good thing to do. Cleaning and dusting your house, no matter how this thing goes, that's a good thing to do. So my advice is to stay busy and productive. And you can do that. You've been doing that. But it'll help you focus on something besides just all the talking heads that seem to want us to be scared. And I don't know why. I don't want you to be scared. I want you to be calm. I want you to just breathe. Really. No, really. Take a deep breath. Y'all, that really helps. It really does. Take a deep breath. Think about it from time to time during the day. Just stop and say, I'm going to breathe deep 10 times, and I'm not moving until I do that. It'll help you stay calm. I'm uh, praying that you'll have peace, and I'm praying that you stay calm, because we are going to get through this, friends, because the best is yet to come.